the City of Angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. What is good, Heart of LAFC faithful? Welcome to episode 278 as we have called this one CCL Away Days 1. We're back on the CCL. What an amazing game that was. Before we get into all the insights and all that that happened during that game, because there's a lot to talk about during that game. First of all, I'd like to welcome Araceli onto the show. Araceli, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing good, especially after that huge win, which obviously, you know, we'll go over in a little bit here. But, hey, it's a good night. (laughs) It is a good night. It is a good night. A win's always good. Also, Joseph... We all know that he's in Costa Rica, so he can't be here. Tony, he might be popping in a little bit later on. I know he was at the watch parties and all that kind of stuff, so he might be tuning in a bit later on and might be able to get some live reactions from people that were at the watch parties. With all that going on at the moment, let's get into this game. What a, what a game it was. Before we get into the scorelines and all that, we'll go through our starting lineup. Obviously, we went with a strong starting lineup. We went with the starting lineup at the start of the last game with McCarthy and goals, Hollingshead, Murillo, Kilini, Plasios in the back, Sifu, Ilya, and Costa in the mid, Bawanga, Vela, and Apoku up top. Now, for, for them, they had, I'm going to butcher so many of these names, but I'm going to have a crack anyway. Maria in goals, Martinez, Galaz, Gamboa, and Zugina in the defense, Alicia, Lopez, Suarez, Borges, and Mora in the mid, and Venegas up top. For me, they actually had some fairly decent players. A few of them were actually a lot a lot better than I thought they would be. Like Alistair, 18-year-old, he's got a huge potential, and I would not be surprised if we look at him as a U20 initiative there. Um, for me, there was going into a great game. Araceli, what were some of the standouts from the from that lineup that we had? For you i think one of the biggest standouts was just simply seeing sarandolo putting our full roster out there even after playing against um uh portland just a few days ago because i know that was one of our biggest questions in the last show was was killini gonna start was Villa gonna start just kind of an overall trying to get like a guessing game almost of who was going to get the start who was going to be on the bench but looking at the roster as i mentioned lafc went full force we saw the full roster out there the only change if any was the addition of goalkeeper abraham ramiro to the bench that is true that is true like for me, I didn't expect Kalini to start, let alone play a full 90. And just shows that he was determined to play that full 90. The conditions were good for him and all that kind of stuff. So for me, it was great with him going out there. The approach for for me was we wanted to take the three points. After seeing the last couple of days, seeing Austin lose 3-0 away with a beautiful own goal that they scored. Vancouver coming up with a 5-0 win. You know, for me, it was MLS teams wanted to push it. So you had Orlando City having a little draw with Tigris and Philadelphia having a little draw too. We wanted to show that out of the American MLS teams that we can actually go out and win. And that's, I think, that Dollar really wanted was to go out there, get the win, get the, th- the three-goal lead, and then come back he- to LA so that we can relax a little bit more and play at our own, own pace type thing. Going into some of the highlights from the game, the first half, the first 15, 20 minutes of the first half was a lot of us. We're just peppering the goals, having cracks. Apoku was having some decent hits at goals. For me, that first 15 minutes was all about Apoku. He was always there running around, trying to do what he could. Then, obviously, they had a couple of decent chances themselves. But in the 30th minute, we've got to talk about it. The cross that comes in, but one guy on the back post all by himself, hits the post and goes out. Araceli, what are your thoughts on that play? No, I mean, I definitely agree with you. In the first 15, 20 minutes of the game, 
uh, LAFC was in full control of it, peppering that goalkeeper with shots. I believe there was about seven or nine shots. I would need to double check to confirm it. But as you pointed out, Mahala had two solid chances back to back. And then, of course, you got Bowanga with that uh, left footed shot that hit the left post. So it was little moments like that where it's just kind of like, mm, you like, you wanted it to go in. But hey, second half magic really came through for us. Exactly. Like, 30th minute, open goal. He's on the back post. That's a tap every day of the week. Yes, while watching the game, had the Twitter going as all that. The amount of, how to put it, I want to say hate, more disappointment going towards him for missing that. There was a lot of that out there. But there was also a lot of people going, just wait. Sit back, wait. He'll, he will make up for that. And he will he will definitely make up for that in the second half. But for the rest of the first half, you know, they had a couple of couple of chances, but not as many as us. We just kept peppering them. Kept um, how we did not score at least two three goals in that first half. I don't know. You know, their keeper had a great game. Their defense was wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. It was it was okay. You know, you can see where. They wanted to try and take it to us at the same time. Hearing just the 30-52 on the broadcast was just amazing to hear and all that kind of stuff. So going into the first half, unfortunately, they had a player off injured. Um, there's only one yellow card for them in the, in that first half too. But going in at halftime, nil-nil, right at halftime with, after a minute of the injury time played, we had a shot for a corner, but the ref said no. Nope. That's it, halftime, in, in in you go. So going at halftime, nil-nil. We could have done more, we could have done better, but for me, I was happy with the nil-nil. What about you, Araceli? All things considering in that first half, I definitely was happy with the nil-nil. Obviously, I would have liked to seen LAFC go up a goal or two into the uh, halftime, but I mean, it, it's just how it goes, unfortunately, especially in CONCACAF. And I'm glad that you mentioned the 32-52 because you could clearly hear them through the broadcast throughout the entire first half. The energy was just absolutely electric. Even before the game started, I don't know if anyone saw the post from the like the Black Army or the Cuevos on Instagram and even on Twitter, The just the march to the stadium. like You could just tell it was absolutely electric. Again, I, I don't know how many supporters went down to Costa Rica. Hopefully, Joseph can tell us a number, from, but... From, I, I saw it was like like over four hundred. Yeah, so, from what I, what I, I could I could understand and what they're saying mm-hmm. on the broadcast is the section of the center they're in holds upwards of five hundred, so it's at least five hundred mm-hmm. in there. So seeing five hundred plus black and gold faithful over there, out singing. Well, from what we could hear, out singing the home fans, but you don't know where they put the microphones in the stadiums and all that. Wouldn't be surprised if they put some of the English ones around the 3252 so they could mm-hmm. put that through. But, you know, he- hearing them all, seeing them all there, over 500 in Costa Rica was just an amazing, t- amazing to see. It shows how much we really go out for this club. You know, we'll fly, o- fly wherever it will be. Over land and sea, doesn't matter where, LAFC fans will make their way to get there. Oh, absolutely. And I even saw a few fans post just last night, you know, them getting on the red eye right after work to go straight to Costa Rica. So all the credit to those who were able to make it down there. And of course, you know, please safe travels back home to LA. Exactly. hundred percent. Now at halftime, I actually thought that we would do a couple of subs, you know, having the same starting 11 from just a couple of days before when we played Portland at home. I thought, yep, there might be a sub or two. Dolo decided not to do that. Halftime comes out with the exact same lineup. And two minutes in, into the into the second half, Araceli, what happens? Oh, my goodness. Good. We kicked off a dream start to the second half. Almost immediately, Bawanga, boom, right away, gets LAFC the lead with that cross into the goal and Oh my goodness! It was absolutely amazing. <laughs> it it was. Buanga opens up the scoring for us. It should have been his second, third for the game, but it was his first for the game. 
uh, from if I remember correctly, it was Hollingshead that did a crossover, runs down, passes it across, across the goals. For me, the, their keeper should have done a lot better than that. Their keeper was just flat-footed, stood still, watched the ball go past him, straight to Buonga, and in the back of the net for Buonga. So Buonga starts starts us off in second half for a magnificent goal to get us under the way. 54th minute, Aluhante does a, a double sub. A little bit more back and forward. A couple of chances for each side. Nothing much to say from that. 68th minute, we decide that we're going to have a, um, a sub of our own. Vela comes off for Tillman. Now, this was what to me was the right call. You know, Vela had been getting peppered in the corners by the home fans with some cups, some bottles, some coins, all that kind of stuff. So pulling him off to me was a smart option at the time. Just two minutes later, Bonga gets in pretty much the same play. A um, Hollingshead overlap, gets the ball back, crosses across goals, straight to Bonga to open up the second goal. What's your thoughts on that goal, Araceli? Sorry, I had so many windows open. I had to close it back out to get it <laughs> back here. <laughs> no, I mean, more or less of the same feelings kind of with the first one. It's almost how we said in the first half. When Bawanga missed that goal, yes, tensions were a little high, especially, you know, from the fans on Twitter. But you, even as you and I had talked about before going live, it's just give you have to give Bawanga that chance, let him cook, and sure enough that he did with the second goal – he comes in strong and he sends a left footed shot at close range again with the assist from Hollingshead. Yeah, it, it was it was just an amazing amazing play. The whole lead up to that, you know, getting the overlap run by Hollingshead. Hollingshead knowing that he can push up like that, knowing that Kalini's in the back with the defense with Rilo and Palacios. For me, it was just that perfect run of play. Just from that first what, 25 minutes of this second half, I'd love to know what Dolo said in the dressing room at halftime. That we, we came out more intensive, intensity, yeah, wanting to, wanting to fight more, wanting to score more, all that kind of stuff. So for me, knowing what Dolo can do at halftime makes me wonder how, what we're going to do for us for, for the whole season. You know, if we go into dressing room at halftime, how are we going to come out? Or are we going to, we're just going to start doing those halftime speeches beginning of, of the game to get us out firing straight away. A bit later on, 76th minute, we have a, another double substitution. We have Stipe Buick and Palencia on for Apoku and Palacios. Pretty much more like-for-like like swap there. I'm going to send that. And in the 89th minute, we're up 2-0. We get a corner. Um, do a short short little corner, I believe it was. Um, thought, all right, we're going to run into the corner. We'll sit there. 89th minute. Five minutes of stoppage time. Not much to go on to. But Buonga had other, had another another thought there. Araceli, what did Buonga decide to do? Buonga completed the hat trick. Like, Again, and it, we really can't praise Bowanga enough here, especially tonight. His full he gave everything that he have again and for the third time, another left footed shot straight into the top corner. This time it was assisted by Ilie following a corner. But other than that, you know, I've already said it twice. Bowanga, absolutely great. Exactly. The I thought they'll give it back to Bonga. He'll go into the corner, just sit there, run time out, get another corner, all that kind of stuff. He ends up running towards goal, and he just put his foot through the ball, absolutely rocked that into the back of the net. As I, I said in one of the group chats, um, was he hit that with pure venom. The only way that that was going to be stopped was if the keeper put his life on the line to stop it. Because if the keeper put his body behind that any part, broken hand, he, the keeper was dead. Plain and simple, the keeper would have been dead. 
They would bring it stretches, dig a hole for him because there was no way that he was going to stop that. It was absolutely a cracking shot. Also, a couple of little things in the game there was, I have to say, and David Day, you brought this up and reminded me of it. Kalinia was out there cracking heads, going up for the balls. He's got a strong head. The Costa Rican player didn't quite have a strong enough head and ended up worse for wear with a little cut above the eye and some bleeding and all that kind of stuff. So for me, this was Bournemouth's game. Yes, he made a mis- he missed a guilt edge goal in the first 30, 30 minutes. But he made up for that easily in the second half with a hat trick. What was your thoughts on McCarthy and goal? Oh, I absolutely enjoyed watching McCarthy and goal. He definitely came up huge a few times. Um, I would need to look at the final stats to, to see how many saves he recorded exactly. But just to watch him get his first clean sheet in the CCL was great. Um, I I think McCarthy is definitely earning his keep with the club now. Easily, easy. I I don't see him after after the first couple of games. I don't see him losing his spot anytime soon in the starting lineup. That's for sure. Feel the stats from the game, which are something interesting. We had twenty five shots on goals to their thirteen. Uh, accurate passes, we had seventy six percent. With 324, that's 74% with 278. So there's easily, what, 50 passes different in there. Um, Fouls committed, they committed 10, we committed 7. They had 6 corners to our 5. Shots on target, out of our 25, we had 12. Out of their 13, they had 5. Keeper saves, their keeper had 9. McCarthy had 5, so... Fairly decent, you know. Five shots on target yeah. were all saved. Very good. We had exactly. Easy interesting stat for you. Out of our twenty-five shots, how many do you think were from inside the box? From inside the box. Okay, let me see. Let me hide this real quick so I'm not cheating. But <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, I don't know. Let's go with ten. Seventeen. Seventeen. 17 were from inside the box. We had eight from outside the box. They were at 25. While... I mean, it wouldn't be CCO if it wasn't a high number. So. Exactly. Well, out of their 13 shots, only two from inside the box, 11 from outside. So that's just going to show you that we got into their box quite easily. We kept them out of ours quite, quite a bit. So overall, I think it was a really, really good first game for us. You know, we got it there. We shook off our CCL nerves. We showed up in Costa Rica like we like we always do when we're traveling. Um, from everything I understood, the night before was a great party atmosphere. The uh, what was it? The give me one moment while I find it again. Global diplomatic stuff was done really well. They all had a blast so everyone that donated to that helped out with that in any way thank you for doing that i know how much they really appreciate that kind of stuff erisalia what are your final words for this match i mean my final words are simple obviously as we've already mentioned before lafc went in with a full force wanting to get that first win hopefully as soon as they come back to lafc uh come back to lafc of course (laughs) Excuse me, it's been a very long night. As soon as they come back to LA for the second leg, I don't want to call it an easy win because it's CCL. But given what we've seen on the field, hopefully now that they're familiar with Elowin um, Lees, I, I know I'm mispronouncing the team. My apologies. But now that they're familiar with their style, hopefully they can adapt to it a little bit more. Um, but in terms of our players, I think they did very well overall. Obviously, it was Bawanga's night, but we still got to give credit to Hollingshead, Sanchez, Chiellini. They all had great performances. And I will say, or I I have to admit, that even seeing the subs being taken in in the 80th minute, I was a little nervous considering what we saw against Portland. Of course, you can't really judge them on 10 minutes but I, I think the subs are actually, they actually did well. 
and they're starting to gel with the team. Oh, definitely 100%. And I also do like the fact that 90th minute, you know, we're up 3 0. Eric Duenez got onto the pitch. Uh, Academy original got it onto the pitch for, a, for the CCL. For me, that was just an, an amazing decision to do there. Like he came in in the ninth minute for Bawanga, so Bawanga got to go off the field, have, have his little spotlight on him after scoring a hat trick, and Junior's finally got to go onto the pitch for a CCL game. So for me, that was just an amazing thing to see. Now we get some of the reactions from you guys that are on here with us. Um, we'll start off with Mark Lopez. Let's go, completely there. Jose, cheers. Smallest Kenobi's in the house. Beautiful win. It was an absolute beautiful win. I couldn't have asked for a better win myself. Jose's driving back home from the watch party. Hope you had fun at the watch party. Hope everyone that was at watch parties, whether it was a... Doesn't matter which group it was that created it. Hope you all had fun. Hope you're all driving home safely, not drinking and driving, all that kind of stuff. Mark Lopez is here. Was worried about the subs coming in because how we went with Portland. The subs showed up today. They did completely. I think the Portland subs, because it was our first actual hit out, we can give a little bit of leeway there. But I think now the subs know when they come in, they come in. Jose clearly played all game. He did. I wasn't expecting that. That was a huge surprise for me. And I'm pretty sure it was a bit of a surprise for you too, Araceli. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a definite surprise because I know we've already mentioned this, but that that was really, truly, Kalini was one of the questions of what's, whether if he was going to start or, for, or if he was going to go with the team as a in a leadership role. And clearly, uh, Sharondolo made the right choice to start him. Now, the real question is, who's going to be starting for uh, against New England? But we'll get to that in a moment, of course. <laughs> 100%. Like, it's going to be interesting because – that's not too far away, that game. Gerard, Dali Dali, black and gold. Clinny is a boss. Ooh, ooh. Before we continue on with this, Dude. Tony, my boy. Hey, how are guys? you? Good, hey. good. How are you guys? How's the watch party? It was good. My throat's going to be dead in the morning, but overall, great. It was a good turnout. Lucky showed up. So, a couple of people from D9U and other people. So, it was a good turnout. Progressive showed up for us and everything like that so it was really good slow start but honestly i was at the end you could not pretty much the excitement is crazy we just finished talking about our thoughts of the game what was huh. your thoughts at halftime we've done full time but i want to get you at halftime where are you at, at? halftime yeah at halftime we were I felt like they came to show up, and um, Alamanze was really doing really well. Like you know, what I mean, they 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 want, wanted to like show the world, like you know, who they who they were. Sorry for the light; I'm like in the dark. But they 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 we had more chances than, than them. From what I saw, again, I was like spreading, like trying to get as much TV time as I can, like watching any TV that like, was in front of me. But. Um, we kind of controlled the game. They didn't have any answers for us up front, you know, and the defense, it was the same thing. It was very kind of, the midfield was suspect from what I saw. Again, I'll probably rewatch this game to get a better example of it, but that was the only issue I had was really like the midfield was kind of like me. Yeah. For, for me, with, with their midfield, their number seven, Alicia, I think it's going to be an amazing player coming up. The kid's 18 years old. He was always there running around, annoying our players. So for me, I don't see him staying in Costa Rica too long. I can't see him possibly coming up to the MLS sometime soon because that's another thing that you'll probably find too is a lot of MLS teams have watched this game and went, oh, this kid's actually quite good. He doesn't, doesn't play in a big country. Can we get him over here? But, but that's what Champions League is, like anywhere in the world, especially, well, especially here in the, in, uh, for CONCACAF, it's like, you know I mean, this is your opportunity of getting scouted, you know what I mean? Of like, you know, playing against LAFC, the, the, you have the biggest stage, you know what I mean? We're like, you know, again, we're MLS's darlings, everyone's like, as they call us and everything like that. So this is your opportunity, this is your opportunity at time, you know what I mean? Because again, we go back, we, we keep talking about it, but like, 
again, no one knew who Chicho Arango was even before, and now he's like where he is now. And that's what we scouted. He didn't play against us. We scouted him. So now with this kid playing really well against us and showing like the prospect moving forward, I, I don't see, like, like you said, I don't see him staying there too long. We might pick him up if we need him, but we'll see. Exactly. What's your thoughts on Boanga's miss in the first half? Oh, my fucking God. That was a gimme. That was legitly a gimme. It, it, it was. It was. Now, going to the second half, we did come up with Prince Russ and say that Boanga made up for that tenfolds. He made up for that tenfolds, especially with the third goal. But what was your thoughts at, at full time? At full time? Um... Honestly, we we showed up like how we're supposed to play. Like we got three goals, so now we don't have to worry about moving forward. And you know we have the goal accurate, and hopefully, when we come home, we can just add one more goal, and then they have to just you know do do it. Is like I said, it's not over just yet. Again, look what happened to us when we went to Lyon. We were down, we were down bad, and then you know we had that magical night. So. The possibilities are not over just yet, so hopefully, you know, we get this on, move on to the next game, and then you know, start our our climb to be freaking pretty much you know, Concaf champions, and then go on from there. Exactly. With the way that we play today, I think if we keep playing like that, there is nothing stopping us lifting the Champions League trophy. That's for sure. You know, we, we, our defense held up, our midfield did what they had to do, and our forward line. Although missed some guilted chances, got the goals that were needed. Yeah, the 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 only surprise that I had was um, I don't know if you guys talked about it was Kilini playing like almost a full ninety, which was kind of crazy. So I like I think we already knew like I said like he said like last episode we, he said he wanted to play. We thought I thought maybe you guys thought the same thing was they were going to manage minutes and maybe he's going to play like. 60 about that but he wasn't there for pretty much the whole game of what like didn't get taken out to like what 80th minute or something like that no he didn't get taken out at all he played the whole full game oh see like he i thought because i saw i saw long come on so i thought he like came out and i because that's always like the, the no transfer. it was um junis that came on for bowonga uh, see yeah Vela really... came out in like the 68th minute but well, we killini need... stayed in the full time yeah, see, we need Vela for against New England because that's going to be a very, uh, a very hard game, especially, you know what I mean? Because they're doing really well, so I'm not surprised about that. Chiellini, I feel like, is going to get some rest. But again, we're already on a tough schedule. Like next, like we have Sunday, and then we get we're back, we're back at the bank, and then we're back at the bank again against Costa Rica, and then we're flying to Seattle. So it's gonna, we'll see what happens moving forward. It's, it's going to be a busy of, week. Uh, if I, if I could real quick, Go speaking of Vela, as I said, you know, he got, he was subbed out in the 68th minute. Do you guys think that was a managing minutes decision or a safety decision? Because um, there was at one point where the, I'm going to say Costa Rican fans. I'm sorry. I can't pronounce the team, <laughs> but we, there was a point where we did see them throwing debris at Vela at the corner. That was honestly that is kind of expected, to be honest. In as much as I hate to say this, part that's part of our culture, Latin American culture, is being upset and throwing stuff. Especially you see it a lot more in Mexico and like you know, Argentina, Brazil. You see that fans get angry, start throwing because that's the only thing they can do. Like, you know, you, we've seen it, you know, when we were playing Leon, you saw all the bodyguards holding the shields, the riot shields to protect yeah. the corner kick. So I'm not surprised. I'm surprised they didn't have that there. But um, it was it was more, I think, managing minutes. I don't think it was safety wise, um, but it was it was crazy. Uh, did I, Also, did you guys notice uh, around probably the 80th minute in the stands what happened? Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we did see that yeah. the 80th minute, the 30-52 were escorted out by the stadium security and the police for safety reasons, from what we understand. Uh, oh, yeah. a, a good friend, the LA Wanderer, Monty, posted about it. He posted 
on Twitter. I'll use his tweet and read it quote for quote. We're good fam. Security escorted LSC fans out with police escort. 85th minute. 2-0 down when we left. 3-0 on the march back to the rendezvous point. Don't know if CONCACAF made the call, but we all good. Uh, it was a, it was con- uh, from what I saw, it was CONCACAF's call for safety reasons. Again, we didn't have this against Lyon, but again, that's because they won. So it wasn't more of like them being like, oh, they're happy. They won. So it's nothing. But again, yeah. away support in a strange company. From what I've been hearing, it was, everybody was treated nicely up until the game. And now with, you know, the three, not that, not just the win, but the way it was went 3-0 loss, I, as CONCAF, I think I would have done the same thing and, like, get everybody out safety-wise because it can turn really bad really quickly, you know? Yeah, 100%, especially when the away fans weren't. And this is where I'm going to sound a bit weird about, but in Lyon, we were caged in. Yeah. Where here, we weren't caged in. We are just in the stands with the Royal They security. were caged in, actually. Yeah, the, the, their hardcore fans were caged in. Their regular fans weren't. So if it was the other way around where we were caged in, I don't think they would have sent us out. They would have waited till everyone dis- dispersed. Well, yeah, because like I said, like you, you saw when you signed the, when you see the 3252, you saw the line, literally the line of security guards, like a wall there of making sure nothing would happen, which again, it was, again, Passion's passion, but passion can turn really ugly really quickly. And again, good call from yeah. Concaf for doing that. Hopefully, when they come over here, we treat them the best way we can and treat them the right way and not be dumb yeah. like that. So, yeah, hundred percent. Like from everything that that, that I'd seen posted up before game day, it seemed like everyone was welcoming, everyone was having fun together, everyone was mingling, getting to know that relationship but on game day it was the you're not us we don't like you mentality hopefully tomorrow morning when everyone wakes up cooler heads prevail and everyone's like thanks for coming thanks for enjoying our our country hopefully that's what happens which if it does happen that is what football should be like yeah for that i I would say suggestion wise probably i wouldn't wear any lafc gear for just in case and tomorrow just to be safe on the safe side like i understand be proud of it but when you're in a foreign country, it's kind of like, you know, it's like yeah, your blood walking into crypt territory here in LA. It's not the greatest thing to do. No, 100%. But also at the same time, be respectful as well. No, exactly. Especially, especially when you're over in another country. Just be respectful. Look, don't bring up the game unless they bring it up with you. And, and then praise them on how well that they played. Because they did play well for a lot of the game. Yeah, so like I said, we. I'm happy it's over. Um, we just got to go now to face New England and then see what happens there. Yeah, the New England should should be an interesting game. But we'll get on to that a little bit later. Yeah, we'll, Tony, like, we'll, we'll, we'll let you go so you can get home safely. All right, I'll be in chat for you guys, so I'll be watching. So if you guys need me, yeah. I can pop on real quick. But it's going to take me like 40 minutes, but you'll probably be off by then. So. <laughs> All good. Be safe, you guys. Thanks for jumping in, and we'll get back to your, everyone's reactions. All See right. you, Tony. Later, you guys. Yeah. It's always good having him jump in like that. Uh, where were we? We're up to Gerard. Uh, Rios, wow, what a game. We could have had so much more. The keeper kept them in it. The keeper did. Um, the keeper had, had a great game as well. Gerard was also happy that could see the game through with a clean sheet. McCarthy has a good game. Looks shaky at home opener, but very attentive throughout the whole game tonight. Exactly. Remember, was this home opener? It was our first competitive game of the season. Everyone's going to have a little bit of nerves. Seeing the way that he came through in this game was great. Jose, 32 was amazing. They always are. David Day's in the building with a thumbs up. Remember, guys, like, subscribe to us. All good. Kalini's out there cracking heads. He is, especially with his head. I don't want to receive a headbutt from him at all. McCarthy had a great stop. He had some great stops during the whole game. Ox is in the building with what's going good, Ox. Jose McCarthy has 
his spot secured for the season. I, I would say until at least. I want to say halfway. maybe for half the season. Yeah, half the season. We'll reevaluate at half at halfway through when all their players are fit and all that kind of stuff. Ox always had faith in J Mac. Not talking down on Max, but a new J Mac always had it in him. It could end up being the fact that J Mac J Mac plays these big games because he knows he's got to step up for him. Where Max plays regular seasons because he plays all that every game. I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. You know, those going to extra time keeper subs type type things. I wouldn't put a past dollar doing that. Um, looking ahead, who's in our bracket next? Um, I'm not absolutely sure. We'll, we'll worry about that after our next CCL game because then we'll know for sure and we can focus on that. At the moment, focus on New England and focus on our next CCL game. Opoku and really seemed off for some reason. Um, I, I want to say so. I think Opoku. Apoku just seemed to be rushing a little bit more. He had some good shots. He was getting in behind, but he's got to slow down a little bit. Um, Kevin in here with asking about the 3050 leaving the stadium early. early. Um, as we just said with Tony, it was more of a safety reason. You know, the home team's down 3-0. They're probably going to get a little bit anti there. Uh, Jose, Tony, you were great as always. Tony's always great, especially Capo. He's an amazing Capo. David Day stadium stands looked cool. They did. There was actually the Austin game. That stadium was my favorite because they had the massive tree behind the goals that looked amazing. Did you see that tree, Araceli? I saw the tree. <laughs> it was an amazing tree. Like it was a fantastic tree. <laughs> and that's another thing. Like playing these CCL games playing against these teams you not, don't normally see. And then, obviously, that wasn't in the um, other team's stadium. They had to go to Dominican Republic for that game. But seeing that tree, just this thing go, that's amazing. Imagine game day, sitting underneath that tree, behind the goals. What more could you ask for, really, besides being the 32-52? That would be a great day sitting under that tree. It was almost as as amazing as the dog running onto the pitch in the one match. Oh, goodness. Who played in that match? Uh, that was a Philadelphia match. Philadelphia, right, right. Hey, that, that dog had, had a better touch than most of Philadelphia teams that, that game. If someone doesn't adopt that dog and name him Striker, I am going to be very disappointed. I'll just leave it we at all, that. We all. David Day is coming here, Villa, and his dad bod. It is a good dad bod. Jose, the subs today were great. They did they get in sync with the way we play. They are. They are they're getting better. Uh, Mark Lopez, Vela was milking the that trash throwing, epic time wasting. It was, but at the same time though, it is a dangerous thing to do. I hope that we never do it. Um I know we have in the past, but I hope that we never do that again, just because look, you don't like seeing our players get hurt by that kind of stuff. So why would you want to go hurt someone else's player? Plain and simple. Vela acting deserves an Oscar. He is in LA. So, Rio's late flop deserves an Oscar. We, our players don't flop. We all know that. Um, He's not Neymar. Drama performance? No, no. Uh, it's Ghibli in here. Yo. Uh, no player versus CCO games. Um, no, we're not going to do that for CCL games or US Open Cup games. It's going to be a regular season games because the way I look at it is with those other games, we might not be playing our, our full-strength side. We're not be playing our regulars. So to me, it will just – how do I put it? It won't give a fair representative overall, if that makes sense. So – Especially in the US Open Cup games, we were playing lower teams. We might be resting a few of our bigger players that would miss out on points, which would end up them missing out on winning the trophy at the end of the year. So for this year, 
it's going to be just regular season games. And then next year, I'll probably end up looking at doing something where it's a CCL MVP, all that kind of stuff, where they're just little trophies. If that makes sense. Look, so I guess second year, I'm still trying to iron out all the little facts and all that, but we'll definitely be doing it then. Uh, Latif homecoming on Sunday. It is. We'll be getting to that very soon. Um, Jonathan Evans, it'd be nice to be able to rotate goalkeepers later in the season. Yes and no. You don't want to rotate a goalkeeper just to rotate and get them off their game. Um, apparently Vancouver would be next if we go through. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there whether it be Vancouver next or not. But at the moment, we're not worrying about that because after that CCL game, we'll be getting into the next game soon. But just a few club and community news. There's not much really going on at the moment besides 3052 memberships are on sale. So go out and make sure that you get yourself a membership. Um, believe that we are tailgating this weekend. Christmas tree lane should be open. We'll confirm that a bit later on when we know more information. And again, our boys over at Defenders have been hit with a lot of fake accounts of them opening up. So if you see a fake account on any platform of anyone on the pod fam or LAFC, just report them straight away. You know, we're all in this together, especially our pod fam guys. We don't want to see the hard work put in by the other podcasts get taken away due to someone thinking let's make a joke and make up a, a fake account on something like that. So if you see one of those, let anyone in the pop fam know, reach out to us personally we and report it because we'll make sure that we're all, all on top of that kind of stuff. Now moving on, we're going to go to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club minute. This one, we'll sit there going, what do we do? You know, it's Latif homecoming, but we've done Starman quite a lot. So for this week, I'm going to go with a New England band that's from up in that area. For me, this is one of their, their best, biggest songs. It's got to be Boston more than a feeling. You know, we all know that song. We're all playing Guitar Hero. To me, I had to pick this one because LAFC is more than a feeling. It's it's a lifestyle. It's, it's, it's community. It's everything that you need. So for this week, more than a feeling by Boston is this week's black and gold um, vinyl club minute. Araceli, you happy with that? I'm happy with it. <laughs> it, it. It is a good song too. You know, rocking out, especially on the way to to a game or it's after a really a win. good song. It's definitely a tailgate worthy song. And speaking 100%. of the tailgate, so uh, someone in the comments mentioned that the B tailgate will be in the same place as the last game. So far, it's planned to start at 7 a.m. That is good. That is good. As I said, we'll be posting on our socials leading up to it in the next couple of days. So just remember, check out our socials. We'll definitely be up there. If you can't check it out, we'll be up on the 3052 um, Instagram and all that for sure. Now, leading on to the next little bit, we have a game coming up in just a couple of days. We have... New England Revs coming to LA, which means it's return of blessing. It was his first game back against us since he left us to go go play over at New England. We were all sad to see him leave. Let's welcome him back personally, give him a round of applause and all that. But let's go get the three points though. We need, we still need the three points. As as much as I don't want it, want him to lose. He has to so we can go get the three points. Now, after this game, it's only a couple of days for our next game. Araceli, what do you expect from LAFC for the next game? I don't know if this is sounding a bit too optimistic, but I am really hoping to see some other substitutions, whether it be in the starting lineup or more in the second as a second half sub, because considering we had our full roster go at full strength for two games in a row and not even um, – I don't think there's really much of a rest period for them considering that they play New England on Saturday, which is tomorrow, at least for me, 
So you're expecting the team Sunday. or Sunday. Sunday? Sunday? Ah, yep, Sunday. My apologies. <laughs> but still, it's very next <laughs> the, day. The, like... the, point, the point still remains the same. I mean, there's going to be a very short window. They're going to have to fly back, if not tonight, you know, tomorrow. And we're going to have to expect them to be well-rested to a certain point. So I am definitely going to be expecting to see maybe players like Aaron Long get the start or even um, Buke. But other than that, I mean, the game itself, there is going to – all eyes will be on it in the sense that last week the Revs recorded their first ever 2-0-0 start to an MLS season in their 28-year uh, – yeah, twenty-eight year history. We don't want them to continue that. So no, no, no. Like going back so far this year, you know, they had a one-nil win away to Charlotte to open up the season. Then the last game was a three-nil home win over Houston. In that game over Houston, you know, in the forty-second minute, Barrera scored for them. Fifty-third minute, Wood scored for them, and the sixty-fifth minute, uh, Bayer scored the goal with a assist. Excuse me, from Latif. A few of the key stats from that game was Revs had a possession of 46.7, Houston 53.3. Shots were 11 to 8, with five on target for Revs, four for Houston. Crosses 14 to 26, so Houston had more crosses. Corners were three apiece. Fouls 15 to 14, with two yellows for Revs and four yellows for Houston. The expected team goals was 1.5 to 0.6. So Revs doubled their expected goals, which is actually quite huge. Like they are they are still missing a few players that are out injured. They're missing Pharrell, Gill, McNamara, Marcel, Jackson. And in the last game, Panotu was out with an illness, but he could be back this week because it was just an illness. Rest them have ACLs, left legs, right legs, Achilles injuries, all that kind of stuff. So they should be up for a little bit more. We also have Max out injured. Don't think we've picked up any any injuries from this game, but we've got to see how, how they arrive back home. I know the Revs flew out today to fly to LA, so they'll be here. Before, they'll be in LA before we get to LA, we, we, which sounds sounds weird, but. You know, with them being in LA before we get to LA is going to be interesting. Hopefully, our flight out of Costa Rica leaves in the next hour, so we so the boys can stretch out, fly back, land, get a good night rest. I don't think we're going to do much of a run through to, tomorrow or the day after. I think there'll be light training sessions, but I don't see us starting this lineup that we just had today. For me, I think we're going to go MacArthur and goals because he's had two, one decent game, one great game. That's for sure. Um, our back line will probably be... Oh, Hollingshead, Murillo, Long, and... Palencia. Would you agree with that backline? I could definitely see that because, as, as I mentioned, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we see um, Aaron Long get the start. Especially over Kalini because, you know, he played a full 19 Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. He's not getting much younger. He, he'll be on the bench for sure. I could see him coming in if he, if he feels okay. I don't think that Dollar will put him on just because. I think he will have to feel okay to come on. In the midfield, Ilya, Acosta, Sifu. I think those three will start in the midfield. Up top, I reckon it's going to be Vela, Opoku, and Buick. We might see Tillman start in the midfield, but I don't think so. What about you, Araceli? What are your thoughts on the starting lineup? I could definitely see Tillman getting the start in the midfield. 
with along with Ilya and Acosta up front. I do see the Vela Buick. And I would go as far as to say Bawanga still. I don't know. I I, I have a feeling that Bawanga is going to want to keep going off that win, keep that uh, momentum up. But again, when it comes to Adolo and roster rotation, he doesn't really do a lot, but you never know. Exactly. I, I think he might start Bawanga on the bench just to give him a little bit extra break. Maybe a halftime sub if we need it. If we're in at nil nil at half time, or heaven forbid, down one nil, I think he will leave him to come on as that explosion off the bench for us. As for New England, in their last game against Houston, they they started with Petrovic in gold, in goal, Jones, Romney, Kelsa, and By in the defense. Their mid was Buck, Polster, and Blessing. And up top was Bruno, Gill, and Wood. So for me, that's exactly how it's going to be. I don't think they're going to change from that. You know, they destroyed the Houston side 3-0 at home. They've all flown out already. For me, they're not going to be changing their starting lineup. I think that is one of their starting, their strongest starting lineup. You know, you got um, Emmanuel Botang on the bench. Rennick's on the, that came on last game. For me... I don't see where they could maybe start Jose Altador, but for me, I think Altador will stay on the bench and they'll start the same lineup as I had last game. What do you think, Araceli? I know. I mean, I definitely agree. I do see New England kind of going with the same lineup because they haven't had an extra match like we we just did in a sense, but. Um... I won't be surprised if they try to mix it up just a little bit. Um, so I know, I'm sorry, did you mention if, um, oh goodness, let me see if I can find his name real quick. Yeah, Burrio, was he the starting lineup for the last yep. match? Yeah. Yep. Okay, because I, I, along with uh, Blessing, of course, I would expect um, all eyes to be on the, that Colombian winger. He has been a force lately, so. He has. Like, you know, he played 69 minutes in the last game for him. The game against um, Charlotte, obviously, he played a full 90 in that game. So, in the game against Charlotte, they went with a 4-2-3-1. But I think that was more of a trial run than anything you know I had bobby wood on the bench for that game they started um veroni buck polster so for me i, th- I think they'll go with the 433 to counter our 433 that's for sure you know like they did, haven't had many injuries kelsa might be a little bit of near um, yellow cards because I'm pretty sure he's got two so far. I know he didn't get one last game. He missed out on that. But yeah, like Kelso, the defense can get in a bit of trouble with him. You had Jones on the yellow card from last game, but he did have an assist. So he was voted as their best on ground last game going by foot mob. So for me, I think they'll go with the four. Well, the last game, it, was, it looks like a 4-3-3, but they've got it written down as a 4-1-2-1-2. But it's more of a 4-3-3 than anything. So for me, I think they'll go with the same starting lineup from last game. You know, they've got a shorter flight to LA than we do. They're already in LA. We're not. So I think they're, they're going to try and run us off the pitch more than anything. And I definitely agree with that. I, I mean, I still find it crazy how they're already going to be there before our team even lands. But, I mean, just looking at the roster, I, I, I like you said, you know, I, I do see them doing like a 4-3-3 and trying to keep uh, keep that press on our midfield. So, 
I mean, exactly. I, I hate to repeat myself a lot here, but really, it, it really comes down to what our starting roster is going to, or the starting 11 is going to look like for Saturday uh, Sunday. 100%. <clears throat> now, the other thing with this game on Sunday, we do have Alan Chapman as a main referee for the game. Alan Chapman's done 223 games with the home team winning 58.3% of the time. Draws at 22.4% of the time, and the away team wins 19.3% of the time. So 20, less than 20% of the away team wins. He averages 22.5 fouls per game, 3.61 yellows, and 0.22 reds. He likes to let, let the game flow, so we'll keep going with that. Obviously, it's his first LAFC and first Revs game for the year. All time, he's done 17 LFC games, with eight of them being at home, and... With him being their head ref for us at home at the eight games, we've never lost. 75% win record, 25% draw record. Where for the Revs, he's done 12 games with nine of them being away. They've won 33.3%, lost 44.4%, and drawn 22.3%, averaging 1.22 points per game. So going by that, just looking at the stats and numbers, we should win this. But obviously, stats and numbers aren't everything. We're flying back from Costa Rica. We've got a lot to do there. They've had had the, today off, so they should be fit and ready. So it's going to be a good game, hopefully. We're going to have a referee that's done quite a few of our games, to be honest, 17 games over the last few years. We've, we've never lost with him at home. He likes to let the game flow. Doesn't call too many fouls. Doesn't give many yellows but we'll see how he goes from that. What are your thoughts on Alan Chapman refereeing our game? No, I mean, I absolutely agree with what you just said. He likes to let the game flow, which is always beneficial in our sense. And looking at the stats that we seem to have a winning record when he's on the field. But, you know, as I, I mentioned a lot, even last season, just looking on paper, it looks like it should be a great game, all things considering. But again, I mean, truly, anything can happen in these matches. So... I always kind of go in these with a grain of salt until the final result. Oh, d- definitely, definitely. But, you know, as we say, like, I like looking into the referee, trying to get an understanding on how he referees. And Chapman, we've all heard of him. We all know how he likes to referee, so it'll be interesting to see how, how we go with that. Now, moving on a little bit further... Um, Obviously, there's been no more news on LAFC 2, let alone the MLS Next Pro, because it hasn't been that long. Hopefully, over the next week, we find out more, find out when they're going to be playing, find out who's going to be playing for LAFC and all that kind of stuff. So time will tell on that. Um, sorry, I lost some more notes here. Hasn't been much more listener reaction from you guys, because obviously you, most of you guys are driving home. I want to thank you guys again for tuning in with us for this episode. Yes, it's another short episode for us. Next episode, we'll hopefully try and get one out after the new Revs game before our next CCL game. Hopefully we'll have all the boys back for that one to join us. Other than that, I want to thank you guys, especially Joseph and Tony, for letting me take over for these last couple of episodes. Thanks again to Araceli for joining us for this. Araceli, Final thoughts from you? My final thoughts are simple. Um, I already mentioned it to everyone who traveled to Costa Rica. I am wishing safe travels for all of you back to LA. And for the upcoming match, it's pretty much the same message as always. You know, take care of each other. Make sure you have a plan, whether that's including calling an Uber, taking the Metro, or even just simply calling a friend. So please definitely, you know, keep uh, watch with each other. And as always, it's always great to come on here and talk LAFC with you. <laughs> it's always great to talk LAFC, not only just LAFC, but just football in general with you, Araceli. For everyone that's been in here, thank you again for tuning in today. Um, hopefully try and get this episode up on the on our podcast soon. We're having a little bit of trouble with the last one, trying to get that up. I don't know why. I'm pretty sure I'm doing something wrong, but I'll try and work it all out. If not, the last episode in this episode will be up probably together over the next couple of days. We can't get up soon. But again, just want to say again, 
remember it's okay not to be okay call your friends call your family even a work colleague that you don't see much if they see him off just go speak to him ask him are you okay the conversation can save a life that's definitely 100 for sure you know someone could be thinking no one wants to talk to me what's the point of it you just go up saying hey what's up try and get to know them more take them to an lfc game show them what we're all about show all that love and that care and you know it could change them not only just from being a non-supporter to a supporter but making sure that there's something there for them so again thank you everyone for joining us it has been an absolute blast for this episode especially straight after a win like that so for everyone thank you very much Araceli. stay golden and from me to all of you guys stay golden la thank you for listening to the heart of lafc Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.